blessings one and all, and welcome to this week's episode of the Angel Scrolls Project. I'm Paul James Caden, and this week we are going to be talking about life on other planets and what effect that might have on religion if we were to discover that there's other life out there in the cosmos. I think this is a, a very interesting and yet important topic, you know, philosophically, spiritually, personally to each and every one of us. I know that there are some people that have a bigger concept of God. And it wouldn't be surprising to them if, you know, they were to discover that there's life out there on other planets, life in the universe, life that necessarily isn't uh, Christian or Muslim or Jewish or fitting the description or category of our earthly religions. But then there are some people who would find this very suspicious and categorize it as being demonic or deceptive. They would be very skeptical of any other beings from out in the cosmos that might present themselves and have a very different uh, religious or philosophical view of life and God and life in the cosmos. What is the beginning of creation? How did it start? They'd be very uh, there are some people that would be, be very frightened of that, very skeptical of that. And, you know, there's been various studies done where people have said that if it were discovered that there's life in outer space, life on other planets, or if extraterrestrials were to reveal themselves to the human race, it would have a catastrophic effect on our religious structure. People wouldn't know what to do with it. They, they, they would panic. They would lose faith. They would, uh, you know, possibly uh, some people going into the scenario of uh, taking their own life. Everything they believed is a lie. What do they do now? You know, life has just become bigger. It's become more confusing. How do they deal with that? They might take, you know, an unfortunate easy out because it's such an answer to a very big question that they're not able to digest or accept in their own lives, in their own religion, in their own philosophy. So this is, uh, you know, it's a big topic. It's an important topic. And uh, it's, it's one that's very likely to happen at some point in the future of our planet here on Earth, that we're going to discover there's someone out there. And it's not necessarily uh, demons or uh, the cohorts of the devil. And what will people do with that information? You know, we don't have to look far right now to see all of this UFO phenomenon across the world. 
even the United States government is now finally admitting, well, they're out there. They've been out there for a very long time, and we don't know what they are. We don't know where they come from. Uh, this is a complete and total mystery. These things have been seen uh, around our sun. They've been seen by astronomers uh, near our moon. They've been seen coming out of the oceans. Uh, they've been seen uh, in our skies for many, many years. You know, they sometimes just seem to appear and then disappear, almost like they're an apparition. And there have been those in ufology, which is the study of the UFO phenomenon and its occupants. Uh, over the years, some people have said, well, they're from other planets and they this have a technology we don't understand and it almost appears to be uh, paranormal or spiritual in nature. And then there are those, uh, some very good uh, researchers in the uh, the field of ufology that say, well, these things, they're, they're not from other planets. They are interdimensional. They're coming from another dimension. The truth of the matter is we don't know what they are or who they are, and if and when, and I think it's a matter of when these beings reveal themselves to us, what impact is that going to have on our religious systems? What uh, impact is it going to have on you listening to this show? Is it something you would be able to accept? God is bigger than our little earthly um, doctrines and, you know, ideas that we have about God, or is he much bigger? Is there a huge, you know, far-flung, possibly, you know, infinite universe out there that could have other life forms uh, within it? Now, I, th I think the possibilities here kind of uh, span uh, a, a bit of a spectrum for me. And I want to share those uh, with you in this podcast, because if that day comes in our lifetime, uh, maybe some of this information will be helpful to you. And maybe you would be able to share it with others who might be in a panic and say, hey, calm down. This doesn't uh, negate your faith. This doesn't change the scope of reality. So vastly where you need to go off and do something stupid or have a nervous breakdown or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, uh, again, I think this is uh, an important subject, and uh, I, I hope I'll be giving information here that, that will be helpful to those of you who listen to the podcast and maybe uh those that you love or other people, you know, in, in the event that this information is ever needed or maybe is a, uh, a pre prep, you know, talking about some of these subjects to uh, maybe get people ready for the inevitable because at the rate planet earth is going. And it seems like whenever there is uh, a disaster or things are teetering on the brink, um, we see more and more of these things in our skies. Are they watching? Are they waiting? Are they observing? Are they waiting for a certain period uh, where if we don't turn everything around, they're going to intervene? 
and help us from destroying ourselves, destroying our planet. You know, any of these things are, are possible. But I think number one, and this I do agree with kind of the mainstream uh, view of UFOs and aliens. I think somehow this phenomenon is related, at least in part, to the angels and demons of old. And not all bad. Not all UFOs being bad. I mean, if we're going to say, you know, demons are fallen angels, well, then they would have the capacity or the, the capacity and the powers of the angels of light, but they would use those powers to deceive or harm mankind. So if angels, the good angels, the angels of light, the angels of God are somehow connected to the UFO phenomenon, and are able to manifest this phenomenon, whatever it is, then a fallen angel would probably have the same ability to do so. And we would, ha we would have a mix of uh, good reports and bad reports of UFOs, and we have both. If you really dig into ufology and encounters with UFOs, uh, you'll see not all of them are bad. There are some very scary ones. Uh, you have the abduction scenario that happens, but then you have uh, scenarios where the UFO was actually very helpful, um, rescued people, you know, led them out of uh, being lost in a dense forest. You know, use that, to, you know, you hear this beam of light that comes out of the UFO and picks people up and, you know, sucks them in and then they're abducted. You know, we've we have uh, the occasional uh, accounts of this beam of light pulling somebody out of danger. You know, somebody that was in a boat that fell over or they were in the water and, you know, they, they couldn't swim or, they, you know, they were getting weak. They were out there for a number of hours and this thing comes along, pulls them out of the water, sets them on shore, and it's, it's gone. You know, these accounts are out there. So angels and demons, uh, possibly. And this would go along with the the notion of uh, these things being interdimensional. They're coming from a spiritual dimension. And, you know, one of the biggest things I can point to, and if you haven't read my book, An Angel Came Down by Paul James Caden or PJ Caden, it's uh, available on Amazon. Yeah, let me take a let me take a sales uh, a sales pitch here. It's available on Amazon, on Kindle and paperback. An Angel Came Down by P.J. Caden or Paul James Caden. You will read in that book um, my personal angel experience was uh, really... I, I wouldn't say rife with, but it, it had a number of occasions where it was accompanied with lights in the sky, uh, things that looked like UFOs that this being came out of, and this angelic being referred to as her her vessel. Now, I never really received a you know an explanation as to what this vessel was. 
but I was kind of under the impression for the most part that this was not a physical craft. It was something that the angel pulled together and crafted or made out of energy or light, almost as if it were a part of the angel at times. For whatever reason, this craft needed to be manifested at certain times. And this is one of those things that, again, in ufology, you'll find uh, researchers, um, I don't know about now, but uh, back in the day through the, you know, the 70s, the 80s, and uh, part of the 90s, you heard a lot of ufologists say, is it possible that the UFO isn't a physical craft made of metal, but it's somehow an extension of the extraterrestrial? So, you know, the, these things are, are, are very interesting to note. And it was something that came to my, my mind after the fact, you know, that, that this vessel, this UFO type craft uh, that I saw at certain times was actually a part of or manifested somehow by the angel. So, you know, these things could definitely be connected to the angels and demons of old. Now, in my personal uh, angelic experience, and again, you can read it in the book, An Angel Came Down by Paul James Caden, <laughs> available on Amazon. Um, I asked about life on other planets. And the answer I received was that the universe is filled with life, but much of it is interdimensional. It is life that is in another dimension, another frequency beyond our own that is not necessarily uh, visible to our, you know, our, our, our physical eyes. And in those dimensions are life forms and beings that are much like us. Some live much closer to the creator and they're, they're very giving, loving, nonviolent, uh, benign races. And then there are those who live very far from the creator, who are very selfish, very uh, manipulative you know, more malignant, uh, you know, if you will. And that there's everything in between. There, there are beings out there that are much like us. Some are good, some are bad. And so you have good and you have, you know, evil. And the evil ones would be something that we would refer to as a devil or a Satan or an evil force because there are forces out there that live very far from the laws and the love of God. And so we, we could say they, they live on the, you know, the, the dark side. And this is something um, that very much is interesting to me from my own experience because it was years later when I started reading the Arantia book and the Arantia book kind of uh, talks about this. 
that there is God. Uh, there is this vast, you know, universe that has life. And some of these universes, you know, we may not be able to see with our physical eye or through our, our instruments. And this was told to me, ironically, uh, way back in, you know, 1991, before I ever read, you know, the Arantia book or knew anything about this. And that's why I find the Arantia book so fascinating because a lot of that information kind of spits back at me uh, what I heard in my own angelic encounter years ago. You know, but the Arantia book, of course, you know, there's God, there's Jesus, uh, there's a lot of different beings that we don't even consider in, in our spirituality, you know, that, that help to keep the universe running you know, overseeing the universe and planets and life on those planets and the galaxies and the constellations and, you know, uh, you know, the gravity circuit, you know, all these things. There's all these different uh, levels of spiritual beings or angels, if you will, that, that, you know, were created by God and, you know, delegated these tasks in the universe. And there's also other life forms in the universe, you know, out there on other planets. And, uh, you know, these are things that I've, uh, again, I, I, I've always believed they were things that, uh, you know, were, were told to me in my own angel experience, you know, back in way back in the day before, I even knew what a Urantia book was. So the Urantia book paints this picture of a, a much more loving and a much more awesome God who created, I mean, I mean, we can't even begin to fathom as, as finite mortals, you know, creatures of time, you know, finite creatures of time, as the Arantia book calls us. We can't even begin to fathom uh, how great, how vast the universe is and all the workings, you know, all the beings out there that are just assigned these tasks by God to sustain and, you know, uh, keep the universe running and you know, all the laws of the universe and, and then, you know, the life in the universe, like us, other beings of time, physical beings, you know, the, the, the Arantia book refers to, uh, a group of beings out there who are called the non breathers. So they're, they're, uh, they're physical entities like we are but they don't have lungs. They don't breathe. And it says, you know, at one point, you know, we will uh, discover and, you know, encounter these non-breathers, uh, you know, very possibly here on earth. So there's literature out there, you know, there's, there's work out there that talks about this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I find uh, the Arantia book quite, um, quite fascinating with the picture of the universe it paints. But again, that's, that's something that's a little hard for, you know, the traditional religionist to wrap their mind around because the Arantia book talks about God, the father, God, the son, 
you know, God, the infinite spirit or Holy Spirit. And then there are other beings that are created from there. And Jesus in the Arantia book is the sovereign and creator over our local universe. And it's, you know, quite big, quite vast. But the, the Arantia book teaches there are other creative sons like Jesus who have created other universes where there is life and uh, different planets and, you know, all that, that type of thing. So that might be a little bit hard uh, religiously or philosophically for some people to wrap their mind around and they'll say, oh, that's, that's satanic. That's the devil's Bible. You know, you hear all this kind of thing. But I look at it this way. You know, at least philosophically, it doesn't hurt to have this information and to keep it in your back pocket, <laughs> you know, just uh, just to know it's there and that it's a possibility. I mean, these are things that I thought of years ago, like I said, before I uh, ever read the Arantia book. These were things that kind of came to me in a little bit different way through my own angel experience. So to me, it's not so strange. It's strange when I talk about these things to, you know, to other people. It's, oh, my God, that's satanic. That's new age. That's, you know, whatever the case may be. But I'm the kind of person that can keep more of an open mind. Because, you know, our religions, whether it be the Bible, whether it be the Koran, whether it be the Arantia book or whatever the case may be, those books don't hold all of the answers as vast and wonderful and sacred and holy as, you know, they may be, they don't hold all of the answers. And I've had experiences in my life that uh, religion cannot, you know, or does not speak of other than to say, well, it doesn't line up with our writings, so it has to be satanic, even though the experience was very good and loving and brought me closer to God or brought me back to God and back to Christ when I had given up on it. You know, so these experiences um, just not really uh, explained uh, in, in religion. So the, there's much more to God than we give him credit for. I think we really limit God and our thinking in, in our religion. And then if, you know, well, now I say if, but when we have that experience where something from another planet, you know, out there reveals itself to us, what are we going to do with that? That's where people are going to break down. You know, it's the devil. It's, you know, oh my God, all my life I've believed a lie. I got to go do something stupid or I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I'm, you know, going to end up in a psych ward somewhere. You know, we, we build very limited and shallow shelters for ourselves here in this life, even when it comes to God. And if anything knocks those shelters down or damages them in some way, we're lost. And so, in my opinion, it certainly doesn't hurt to have a more expansive view, a more um, expansive uh, database ab about these kinds of things. 
rather than just A, we have A, B, or C that are possibilities. And none of us know. None of us have stood before God. None of, none of us have stood before Jesus. None of us have, you know, been to heaven and back, uh, although so, some claim they have. Uh, none of us know all of the answers. And I don't think it's wrong. I don't think God is holding it against us if we uh, hypothesize, if we uh, think about these things and try to put this massive picture of life in the universe and God and all the mysteries thereof into some kind of context. I don't think that's held against us. You know, we as human beings are curious. We're we're scientific. You know, we we, we try to make sense of connecting dots the best we can to figure out, you know, what, what is all this? What are we doing here? How did we get here? You know, what is God? What is heaven like? And so I think it helps to have, uh, like I said, a little bit more of an open mind and uh, an expansive, uh, more expanded database when it comes to these bigger questions. And, you know, right on the other hand, uh, you know, is the possibility and, you know, you have to keep the open mind. You have to, you have to think about these things, that it is possible that UFOs and aliens are interdimensional and that they are deceptive beings masquerading as beings of light. You know, even in my own uh, angel experience, it was said, as I mentioned before, there are beings that live very close to the creator and the light. They're very benign. They're very loving. Uh, they're very angelic in their own right. And then there are those that live far from the ways of creator, from the creator. And they are very selfish. They are very uh, evil. They are uh, satanic, if you will. So according to my own personal angel experience, uh, there's a whole host of beings out there and some of them are very angelic and some of them are not. So be careful who you trust. And if UFOs land on the White House lawn tomorrow, as they used to say, uh, you know, we really have to watch. We really have to uh, observe what is the intention? What are they saying? Are they bringing a different philosophy or are they, are they subtly coming in and saying, well, uh, you earth people have it all wrong. And this Jesus, he was nobody. This Bible, I'll just use it as toilet paper. You know, if, if they're subtly just tearing down everything that we believe because we have it all so wrong and we're all so primitive right away. Yeah, I'm skeptical of that. You know, this is somebody coming in some kind of, uh, wolf in sheep's, uh, you know, sheep's clothing, so to speak, to, you know, steal away the truth and, and give you something that might be antichrist in its place. So I'm in agreement. We have to be skeptical. I always say, by their fruits, you shall know them. And that would go for extraterrestrials or any being that's coming to us from afar. Do they agree with us? Are they just different for, from us in their spirituality and their concept of God and of Christ in the, in the universe. Are they different from us, but 
also welcoming of our opinion. This is wonderful, you know. Uh, we have some differences, but we have some similarities, though we're light years apart, you know. This, this, this is a joyous thing. Let's learn from one another. Or are they undermining? You have it wrong. Let us set you straight. You know, by their fruits, you shall know them. What's the motive? And even if they're coming to you with, you know, angels' wings and a big smile on their face in the name of peace and, you know, universal brotherly love, uh, be careful if they're doing the undermining. So, you know, uh, if aliens land tomorrow, uh, don't go out and do something stupid. Don't have a nervous breakdown. Uh, don't, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, let the world crumble around you. Observe. Yeah, it's going to be weird, but it's going to be fascinating, in, you know, in, in the same instant. And, and observe. By their fruits, you shall know them. Eventually, the truth will come out. What are these beings here to do? Or are they here just on explanation or exploration or, you know, uh, reaching out uh, to welcome us to the greater cosmic family type of thing, but not undermining our religion, not undermining God, not undermining, uh, you know, Christ. We have to observe. We have to become more scientific about these things. And I think, I think these three possibilities that I've presented to you in this podcast are good starting points for that observation. You know, are these things angelic? If they are, they will make themselves known and we will know. Are they uh, beings from another planet or another dimension? And if so, what, what side of the spectrum do they land on? Are they those who live close to the ways of God and are benign and angelic and loving and kind and, you know, all of that sort of thing? Or are they beings that live far from the ways of God and they're evil, they're dark, they're manipulative, they're selfish? You know, so even if it's not an angel or a demon, it could be a being that uh, somewhere is on that sliding scale between the two. That is just another creation of God like we are. So we have to observe what is it? You know, or it goes farther down that scale, you know, are they angels? Are they demons? You know, I think that's a possibility too. You know, if these things are interdimensional, uh, they could be either or. So having an open mind, having a uh, larger database of, of, of how to filter these things through our own thoughts, our own belief system, our own experience, and then observing if and when, and I say when it happens, uh, I think is more helpful and would be more helpful to those around us who uh, might be in just awesome confusion at that time. You know, we might be the voice of reason saying, hey, calm down. There's more to this than what you're understanding. Let me explain. And now just let's calm down and observe. The truth of this situation will come out. By their fruits, we will know them. The motive will be made known sooner or later. And we'll know where on this scale these beings fit in. 
and we don't have to be confused about it. We don't have to throw away our faith. We don't have to, uh, you know, have a nervous breakdown, you know, or whatever, you know, however that might affect us in a negative way. I also think, and, and, and this is kind of the um, little bit of a um, speculative, but, but I still think in the realm of possibility at least, is that the UFOs that we're seeing are all angelic, and that's why they're not making themselves known, and that's why they increase when there's uh, a tragedy or, you know, we're getting close to doing something here on planet Earth that we shouldn't, getting ready possibly to make ourselves go extinct and destroy the planet. That maybe they're, they are angels and they are observing, they're watching, they're, they're on standby, seeing what we are going to do next. And, you know, by the grace of God, they may have to intervene if we get too close to blowing ourselves up, essentially. Or are they angels on watch? And if things get too bad, as prophecy begins to unfold, is it a possibility that they're on watch and waiting to snatch certain people out of here, i.e. a rapture-type situation? And I think that is, that is at least a possibility in all this. Because as unpopular as it is, you know, these days and fell out of favor, I, th I think something like a rapture type event is definitely a possibility for the spiritual future um, of mankind where certain people will just cease to be. They're going to be out of here before something really, really bad hits the fan. God is going to spare people you know, take the people that are closest to him, walking with him, and those that are causing the problem, well, they're going to have to be left here, left behind to sort through it all, to learn through the experience, to learn ultimately to accept God, and uh, as the Bible says, repent, or as the book of Revelation points out, just keep being evil and terrible, and, uh, you know, go down the drain uh, with all the rest of the uh, bad water when all is said and done. So I think angels on assignment, angels watching, uh, you know, angels on standby for some purpose is definitely a possibility. And some people may say, well, you know, they could be demons on standby too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely could be. I, I don't dispute that. We, we really don't know. I think the whole UFO phenomenon, uh, like I said, kind of spans between, you know, angel and demon. But which ones are we seeing in our skies? That we don't know. So having that more expansive database, information base in our own minds, and our own lives, and just observing, I think is the best thing we can do right now. The smartest thing we can do right now as finite beings, finite uh creatures of time, as the Arantia book puts it, at this particular time, you know, just know and observe. So I do hope this podcast was helpful to some of you today. I hope it gave you some food for thought. I appreciate you listening. Until next time, stay in love, stay in light, 
and I'll talk to you next time here on the Angel Scrolls Project. God bless everybody.